I guess um, we're still under the uh, impressions of the current events. Now, again, I'm not sure uh, where everybody uh, stands as far as their political and their uh, feelings about it, but I think one thing we can learn from the Parsha, we read the Parsha so we can learn something from it, and we can uh, see... Uh, that what happens is when you try to make deals with Lavan, you know, that's the whole parasha basically uh, talks about uh, talks about uh, Yaakov uh, trying to um, to live together with, with Lavan and, you know, every time uh, Lavan being dishonest being a uh, deceiver uh, always uh, from the beginning to the end always finds ways uh, in order to stick it to Yaakov but I guess the uh, uh, surprising thing is uh, is that even though it's clear all the time how what Lovan is doing yet he pretends to be like innocent, Mr. Innocent you know he's like actually he's championing uh, uh, the rights, uh, just two examples in the parsha. Uh, and the first case, where Yaakov clearly makes a deal with him, and he, Yaakov knows who he's dealing with, so he's being very specific. And when they write an agreement, they write out specifically; they don't leave it vague. Yaakov says to him, "I'm ready to work for you for seven years." Now, he tells him for Rachel, your younger daughter. Rachel Bitchaktana. Rashi says, why did he have to tell him all these? She said, Rachel, finished. Why is it Rachel, your daughter, the, the, the younger one? So he said, he told her Rachel because he could say, uh, Rachel from the street, or bring another Rachel. He said, that's Rachel. So he says, no, no, no. I want Rachel, I want your daughter. Bilcha. He says, okay, he says, Rachel Bitcha, I'm going to change Leia's name and we'll start calling her Rachel. No, no, no. He says, Bitcha Akatana, but Rachel Bitcha Akatana, which means Rachel, your daughter, the younger one. And still it didn't help him. And still, at the end of the day, he gave him Leia. So, love and truth, he gave him Leia. But that's not, the surprising thing is, when Leia, when Yaakov says to him, what did you do? How come you cheated me? What's Lovan's answer? Lovan's answer, he says, we don't do such a thing in our place to marry the younger one before the older one. So he's the tzaddik, you see? Uh, what uh, Yaakov was trying to do is trying to do wrong. He's actually chastising Yaakov. Halamai, Yaakov is willing to marry uh, the younger daughter before the older one. We don't do such a thing in our place. And then Eventually, after 20 years working by Lovon and cheating him 100 times, Rashi says 10 times 10, 100 times, always changing the, the, the pay and the time and the, uh, the agreements and being taken advantage of and all the time. So finally, Yaakov sees that you know, he doesn't have any more future there. So he, um, he had, the only way he can do is, is to escape because otherwise he's going to... Uh, never get permission to to leave uh, Lovin already told him before that all of his success is due to Yaakov's uh, and therefore 
So what does he say? But then he says again, he says the same thing. He says, I would have sent you away with honor. Why did you have to run? You should have told me. I'd made a party. I'd make a big taste. I would say goodbye to you. We'd have a... Why did you sneak away like this? You know, you're... you're uh... And here, you know, he's trying, chasing after him. I mean, we find ourselves, in a way, uh, sometimes I think that some of the people... Uh, the psychological warfare is in a way worse than the uh, the actual war because if you notice, I mean I think that what I noticed is that as soon as Israel started uh, banging them real hard all of a sudden all these politicians showed up in Israel one, they were sort of hijacked they didn't even let, they were trying to mesmerize this uh, this Bibi Netanyahu, they were mesmerizing him. All the leaders, the the UN, the Americans, the Germans, and the French, everybody is coming and going. It was like, like a non-stop uh, ceremony going on over there. All the all the visitors coming to the capital, to Israel, coming to visit, and you know, it looks like it felt so good. And so, I think that that good feeling lasts how long? To the long, not even 24 hours. 21 minutes. 21 minutes. And as you see already, the French are saying that they're going to support the UN uh, Palestinian state against their, you know, everybody. The, everything is, it doesn't even last. The, the psychological warfare, and unfortunately, I think unfortunately it looks like they're not strong enough to uh, be able to see through and to withstand this pressure, this sort of external pressure, and you can you can hear even from the words, oh, the world thinks that we're nice people, and the world, but when the rockets fall on innocent Jewish people all the time, the world doesn't shed a tear. You know, we know that already. We know that we've learned so many times. How many times can you make the same mistake? How many times do we know that when you're dealing with a loved one, if you're dealing with the Hamas people, or with the, they're open enemies. They're not such a problem. We can beat them up. The problem, real problem, is happens with the lovens, with these tri- with these cheaters, with these people that pretend to be our friends. They are telling us they're giving us musar. They're telling us that our moral that with the, the moral equivalency between rockets flying in Israel again, Israel trying to protect themselves from the terrorists, and sometimes there's collateral damage and trying to equate the two and make a comparison between the two and these are supposed to be our loved ones, these are supposed to be our friends you know, and I think the 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 laughable thing is, you know uh, is that the people that are so-called in charge of uh, implementing and seeing to it that this is kept is someone who doesn't even mention Israel by name he wouldn't even mention Israel by name, so and this, who's empowering him to give him? That's the one who came the first day to identify with the Palestinians, with the Hamas. The one that's saying that the Muslim brothers' blood that has been poured has to be avenged. That becomes the negotiator. They become empowered by Israel. I mean, I don't know what the sense is. It's all, it's, it's all that pressure that's taking place. And uh, somebody who can't, ha- can't handle pressure like that because 
they're not motivated in what is the best interest of the Jewish people and the best interest now again I said it yesterday it's you know war is no good I mean it's easy to send other people to war of course that's not an easy decision but to base the decisions based upon these external kinds of pressure political pressure and therefore later on in danger and just invite and you know in that uh, in that region of the world everything is about perception because the perception is that you know that the war gave them a lot of things that they wanted more and okay so the fact that they don't care about people. They lost a few people here, a few people there. That doesn't mean nothing to them. They don't care about people. These things to them, in their mind, it just emboldens them. It gets them more, uh, uh, you know, uh, strength to go ahead, more strength to go ahead and do what they want to do. So again, it's not an easy thing, you know, for especially for somebody sitting over here, sitting in uh, Sharon, Massachusetts, and there's no bombs flying here and our children are not at war, it's not it's very easy to make decisions for the other people, because like yes fortunately they're not asking my opinion and you know, so I don't have to give them my opinion but the reality is, the reality is that uh, it's, 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 it's very tough and you know, hopefully Hashem will have Rachmanes, you know and uh, it, it will work out for the best eventually because it is done these are certain facts and we have to pray that everything will work out to be peace for Eretz Yisrael, for the soldiers, for the Am Yisrael, for all the people over there, because nobody wants to have that situation. But the interesting thing is, I find, is that those people who suffer the most, it seems like the people from the south of Eretz Yisrael, are the ones the most wanted to once and for all get rid of this problem versus just having it over quickly and then not to worry about it, but wanted to get it once and for all over. But it doesn't seem to happen. But the Ebrister will have Rachmanes and he will protect the Jewish people, protect us Israel, and send us Mashiach to take us all out from the Golos. Have a merry remainder. Amen.